started to wonder, and I wondered, which led me to wonder. I had to wonder. I started to wonder. I couldn't help but 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 wonder. What's up, City Schluckers? Uh, welcome to another episode of City Girls Make Do, your favorite Sex in the City podcast, hosted by me, Stephanie, and I am wearing a full corduroy suit. <laughs> and me, Alex, aka Sarah Jessica Michelle Geller. Oh, love that. <laughs> uh, we're on season two, episode 10. It's called The Cast System. Oh, boy. You heard that right. <laughs> Yeah, we'll get into it, but it's a bad name for a title and a bad premise. It really is. Well, I mean, like, right off the bat, so Carrie's question of the week is, can we date outside our cast? And they, like, full-on compare it to, like, India's caste system, which really fucked up everyone. Like, it's horrible. Like, they compared it to real-life ones where people are untouchables. And she says untouchables. Oh, yeah, she says that. Yep. So, um, well, yeah, I guess we might as well just get into yeah. it because we got, I, I know I wrote down a lot of things. Mm. So, um, yeah, so um, we started our episode with some like nice spring shots of Central Park and it's just like people out and about. There's like flowers in the trees and some like music playing. Mm. There's no voiceover for a while. So it was, it was peaceful. Yeah. We got like a full. <laughs> Yep. Big is uh, General Zhao and basically ruins everything. So, uh, yeah, Carrie's talking about how, you know, it's like she loves so many things about New York. Like, you know, the first week in spring, it's warm, but it's not hot. That is a nice time. It is a really nice time. It's true. I'll give her that. But then she says men in suits and I'm like, okay. Um, she says some other things, uh, but then she says, it's easy to say, I love you, New York, but it's not so easy to say, I love you, Mr. Big. I mean, I love you, New York was a pretty, uh, it's a pretty famous marketing system. Um, also, Big is disgusting. That's true, but what's the context this time? Oh, you mean just because she wants to say I love you to him? Yeah, yeah, he's gross. Like, if New York is full of, uh trash on the street then big is full of trash in his heart yeah basically well like carrie saying she wants to say i love you to big is like saying i love you new york but like specifically the part where there's like a guy jacking off at me <laughs> on the street yeah <laughs> so. literally i'm like she says like the first the first time i realized i loved him was they were eating breakfast and he okay so this whole like first five minutes of this episode i wanted to die because so many people mm-hmm. were like eating with them like mouths open and talking when they got food in the- like i i wanted to not hyperbole kill myself <laughs> yeah no for sure it's really gross it's i don't know why they needed to show this um but it's supposed to be cute but it's kind of just disgusting like he's like a literal child he's like cheering he's got food in his face and she's like giggling and she takes it like that's what you do with a with a two-year-old it's not cute at all <sighs> 
But mm. I guess that's like what makes her think she's in love with him. Pretty sure that she said I love you to him when they broke up back in season one. I swear to God, she was like, I love you, but I can't do this or something like that. Yeah, 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 she did. Yeah. I love you, but I can't. I remember that. Like, there. okay. Also, I know that there's no timeline on saying I love you to someone, but I do feel like they've been going out like a little bit long to still have not said it to each other. Like, I mean, he's he's just emotionally like a child, so he doesn't do that, I suppose. But yeah, they haven't going out for a while, and they're both grown ups. I don't know. It feels like it would have come out before. You would think so, but. I guess now is the time. So then she says then the first time she actually wanted to say it to him was when he took her to the ballet. Except for she says it like, ballet. (laughs) He took me to the ballet. And he hates the ballet. (laughs) And they're leaving. uh, They're leaving. And basically, he is kind of like complaining about it a little bit. And also, she this whole episode, she has her hair straight. Yeah. Yeah. It was a bit weird. I was like, oh, we got straight hair, Carrie. And then she's straight hair carry for pretty much all of the episode so maybe she got maybe she got a relaxer i don't know yeah maybe but like in this scene in particular she's got straight hair but then it's like crimped super crimped (laughs) (laughs) i love it so much it's 1998 no 99 it's whatever year it is and uh yeah and so he's just like complaining about it and she's just smiling and then she looks over him and she's like you know what i love your hair like that and then she just messes up his hair yeah don't you think his hair looks sexy pushback (laughs) (laughs) he He's no Aaron Samuels, even though they do have similar eyebrows. They have similar eyebrows, but like that's pretty much that's pretty much as far as it goes, I guess. But God, it would have been amazing though if Ariana had done like a Sex in the City throwback to. <gasps> oh my God, I would have. Where she's like Carrie died. Do you think she would have been Carrie? Well, I don't know. I feel like she would have embraced Samantha, to be honest. But so then we get another scene where she's like, "This is the time when I didn't." expect to be saying it but i did (laughs) this is something yeah so he like comes to her apartment to pick her up they're going out to dinner and he's like talking about getting a cab but like didn't he have a driver i I thought he did i I don't know maybe just drivers on vacation (laughs) maybe like as if he lets that happen (laughs) as if yeah he's a piece of shit um and then he goes uh, you know carrie wants to change her shoes I don't know why she wants to change her shoes. It's she's in her own house. There's a lot of stuff going on. But he's like, oh, I got you a present. And he gives it to her. And she opens it. And the thing I found weird is they're like ragging on this. It's a purse. And it's ugly. <laughs> First of all, let's just get that out of the way. It's, okay, so it's like a, it's like a little sequined duck or something. But it's, I don't know, it's like black and white. It's like a little clutch size like it's tiny i don't think it's sequins i think it's like diamante it's very like bejeweled yeah it's it's pretty awful um and the like the thing i I did find weird about it was it's a judith lieber bag who's a real designer and you can go and buy bags and they all look like this um she has like some more ones that are just sort of like normal kind of clutch bags but i found it weird that they were showcasing the designer and then spent the whole episode like these are fucking ugly yeah true well does carrie ever say it's hideous she says it's just wrong and i mean but yeah they are shitting on it the entire episode (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, I don't know. Who let them do this? But I don't know. It's like, I don't know if it was like a paid sponsorship. I mean, they mentioned designers a lot. So I don't know if they just, but it seems like bad. Maybe, maybe she did pay the stylist or the writer to feature it, but it seems like a bad idea. Everybody's like, that's a fucking, Carrie, my idol, told me this was an ugly bag, so I'm not going to buy it. <laughs> I know, right? Like, it's just bad advertising. Um, but... Yeah, I don't even... Did they even say the name of the designer on the show, like, in this episode? No. No, but it is... It's clear, like, on the little bag, the gift bag it's on, it does say the name, so... Okay, okay. So it's... Yeah, it's obvious then. So Carrie is, like... She has no idea what to say because she doesn't want to say, like, she likes it because it's hideous. So she just, like, looks at him and says, I love you. Mm. (laughs) And then we sort of, like smash cut to the gals at brunch again mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're like Are you, did he say anything back and carrie's like yeah, he did and then we get like a flashback sequence which is all fun why didn't they just show it like one second ago when we were already there then <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we have to do the dramatic cut like hbo doesn't even have commercials so it's not like they were like commercial break and then we're back and then we'll do a flashback <laughs> like- it's, it's weird it is and um so big goes uh um he's very awkward and he says oh don't thank me i'll be downstairs waiting for you yeah and he kisses her like on the nose (laughs) like a child yeah (laughs) it's so stupid yeah carrie's like look he definitely heard me say it and then she says i'm gonna have to lay down the gauntlet either he says it back or i'll have to break up with him yeah (sighs) she should have broken up with him before not over this part so i can't be like don't break up with him but this is a bit petty yeah there's so many other things you need to break up with him for first but and she says like she expects it to have the shelf life of a dairy product like if like about a week from now it's gonna stink i guess it depends what dairy you're eating but yeah it really depends (laughs) um most dairy lasts longer than a week i mean like a hard cheese you're fine you know yeah yeah big is not a hard cheese big is like I'm trying to think of like the worst cheese I can think of. Big is like a Norwegian ski queen. It's like I would rather die than eat it. So I was thinking like cottage cheese, like that really. Oh, yeah. he's just yeah, he's just like runny and gross. Yeah, I hate cottage cheese. Runny and lumpy. You don't need that. So Charlotte's being you know very hopeful as always. But so is Miranda. This is interesting, yeah. She's being the opposite of her cynical self right now. Like, she's smiling and she says, did you think maybe he's trying to find his own special way to tell you that he loves you too? Everyone seems to be very disturbed <laughs> by this. Everyone's like, what the, f- what the fuck? <laughs> I get it though. Well, I mean, Miranda's in her honeymoon phase right now, right? Like, you know, she just had her own romantic epiphany. She's she's so happy with Steve right now that she's just, who can be cynical when you're in love? So yeah, it's, I mean, it's cute, but I do still hate Steve and we'll find out why this episode. So tune in. So many reasons, but this episode is like one of the number one reasons when I think about why I don't like Steve, this episode is what I think about, so. Yeah, we like go to them and they're they're having those like gigantic slices of New York pizza, which I want so bad. Mm -hmm. It looked really good. Because they say, uh, Carrie says like, they only go to restaurants that Miranda knows Steve can afford because he insists on paying. Yeah, and he's a bartender, I guess, so... 
I guess he doesn't make like a lot of money. No, I mean, New York is expensive as hell as well. So yeah, no, for sure. Um, I mean, the fact that he insists on paying when, when she's a lawyer, you know, I understand. But there's a couple of times you can go, okay, yeah, let's go somewhere nice and you pay. Yeah, no, it's really stupid. I... I, uh, this whole episode, the whole thing with Steve wanting to feel like he has to, like, be the man and pay for things is just very annoying to me. Like, I've, I can't imagine dating someone who, like, doesn't feel like we should just split things or, like, I'll pay and then you pay next time. Or, like, if one person makes more money, then that person can just pay more often and stuff like that. Like, I don't understand why that's so hard for men. Because mm, the masculinity is fragile. Oh, I just hate masculinity so much. Uh. Me too. The world would be better if it didn't exist. But unfortunately, we've got to live for it, live with it for the next foreseeable future. That's unfortunate, but... Yeah. But anyway, this is... This is part two of, uh, well, part three, actually, because Carrie is having, like, a rap, and she talks when she's got food in her mouth, and then this, they have an entire conversation while they're eating, and they're eating. Yeah, it's gross. Yeah, they're eating their pizza, and Steve is doing this gross thing where he, like, dangles it, like, a foot from his mouth, and then just, like eats it like he's guzzling the pizza it's like that scene from 30 rock where like liz is like do you want to see me shotgun this pizza (laughs) (laughs) except for it's steve yeah it's so disgusting i mean i want pizza so bad right now Mm -hmm. it was truly gross (laughs) like and they're just like "Mm, yeah Yeah. i've got a dinner coming up like fucking swallow you goddamn fucking evil people It seems like more of a, it seems like more of an effort from a filming point of view to chew and eat these pizzas take after take than it does to just sit down in a like a cafe somewhere and just talk and not eat. I don't know. Yeah, I've never been so grateful that most TV shows will have like the food in front of them and then they just like won't be eating it. I'm so happy that that happens. <laughs> yeah. Because first take, you're like, oh, cool, I get to eat food. And then, you know, seventh take, you're like, I'm finished. (laughs) I don't want to eat anymore. And also, it's disgusting to hear. Yeah, it sounds bad. I don't like it. Um, So the whole thing they're talking about is, like, Miranda says her work is having, like, this annual dinner thing. And she's, you know, like, she's like, Steve, I want you to come. Can you take a Saturday night off so that you can come with me? And then she asks him, like, oh, well, you know, do you own a suit? Because you should probably wear a suit to something like this. And uh, so Steve says he has a suit. It's really nice. It's gold. It's corduroy. It's gold and corduroy. I want to know where the fuck did he get this corduroy suit? Because I want one. (laughs) Yeah, I want to dress like Wes Anderson. I want them so bad. (laughs) Like, legitimately. I mean... I doubt it was like gold, gold. I would imagine it's more mustard. Yeah, I would imagine it's kind of like a brownish more than anything. But (laughs) Miranda is a corduroy hater, though. I mean, I understand not wanting to wear a corduroy suit to like a fancy event. No, corduroy isn't a a formal material. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and she's basically just like, (laughs) she says she doesn't have enough time to explain to him what's wrong with corduroy. (laughs) Um, which I can't believe because uh, every single day of my life I'm wearing like a double corduroy when I go to work because <laughs> I'm wearing like my corduroy pants and my corduroy jacket. So oh, wow. I'm like, it's full Canadian. It's like a Canadian tuxedo, but with corduroy instead of denim. So yeah. Oh, interesting. No, I'm not. 
I'm not the co- I'm not the biggest corduroy lover just because I don't think it works for me. Yeah, I feel like like I hated it when I was a kid. Like I hated it so much because I just hated how it looked on me. And now I'm like, ooh, I love this. Yeah, I used to have like um like corduroy black skinny jeans, which when I was in my emo phase were really good because I was like I was also really fat, so they were the only ones that fit me that were like still skinny. Oh, I want black corduroy skinny jeans. <laughs> It was it was it was a look. It was a choice, but it was definitely still a look. Um, mm, I love that. And then, <laughs> but yeah, uh, they go back to Steve's place, and he lives. He well, he says it's like Travis Bickle's apartment from uh, Taxi Driver, and he's not wrong. Yeah, no, Steve's uh, Steve's living in squalor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> living in like a fucking nineteen fifties tenement building. Yeah, uh, the walls are like splotchy with paint, and there's like super bad lighting. Um, and you and you know that's lead paint. Yeah, Miranda like walks in, and she just basically makes like the polite cat face, and is like, <laughs> "Oh." And then Steve says, "Like you know, it's I know it's a piece of shit." He says it's cheap and close to the bar. The bar. <laughs> hey bar. <laughs> and, <he's> just, bar. <laughs> and she never has to come here again. Yeah. I'm from New York. I'm walking to the bar it's easy to walk to the bar from my apartment it's close and cheap (laughs) yeah and then okay so then we get her carry voiceover um she says that that night miranda experienced her first pangs of yuppie guilt guess they're in and they're they're in like a um like a manicurist i guess Ooh, this is a scene yeah this is a fucking scene i was this is, we're on, like, full rich white lady a lot. This scene made me very red mad nude at Charlotte. It made me so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I really hated it. Yeah. I mean, I, I liked some of the parts of it, but I very hated the Charlotte of it all. So, yeah, they're getting, like, pedicures on in this place. They're all sitting on this, like, couch type thing while these women give them pedicures. And, and I can't yeah. imagine it's a couch. Like, how often do you have four people all getting a pedicure together? Uh, I have no idea. I guess it happens, but it just it does seem kind of, it does seem kind of like a weird setup but yeah so charlotte i guess is trying to be like optimistic about the whole steve thing with miranda like oh well you know like lots of people started out as bartenders and then made more money later like artists and stuff and you know miranda's kind of like well steve's steve is not an artist slash bartender (laughs) like he's just a bartender and he's fine with that like he's happy with what he does um, which is totally fine like he's he's miranda's fine with the fact that he's happy with what he's doing like that's not the problem at all so no i mean i guess in a way it's better to be like oh yeah i'm happy being a bartender as opposed to someone who's like this is gonna be my big break that would kind of get on my nerves yeah like the bartender part isn't like an issue but oh yeah then samantha asks how he is in bed and miranda says there are no words and i was just like hmm and then Carrie's like, oh, perfect relationship. He can make you come and make you a Cosmo. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is what people think the show is when you ever you talk about it. And they're right. Yeah. Like, that is pretty much word for word what you would expect from the show to be. <laughs> yep, it's good. And yeah, okay. This is when it starts to get, like, very sketchy um charlotte says she doesn't know how miranda could date someone whose entire future depends on tips basically being like i can't believe you date a poor (laughs) yeah miranda's been like yeah everyone's like um okay and yeah (laughs) and then she's like look 
face it, it's not just about money. You, you know, you have different education. You have different backgrounds. He is working class. Yeah, <laughs> she sure says that. And everyone is like, whoa, 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 whoa. You cannot, who says it? Carrie says like, you cannot call someone working class. Like it's, it's like practically the millennium. We don't say that anymore. Like, I mean, there is more of like a, there is more of a class system in the UK than I think there is in America. So I wasn't like as offended, but I was like, Jesus, why is she say like she's saying working class like it's a bad thing. Yeah, it's like the way she says it more than what she's saying, mm, basically. Yeah. The way she says it very implies that it's like a very bad thing. And, you know, well, before this too, like Carrie, um, she says, well, you know what, like I am dating big and big, you know, makes more money than me. There's a difference there. And Charlotte's thing is like, okay, but that's normal. It's normal for, you know, a man to make more money. It's not normal for a woman to make more money, really. And Miranda's like, okay, but that's that's complete bullshit. Like, they all think it's bullshit. Like, every single person thinks that Charlotte is spewing nothing but, like, diarrhea from her mouth, this whole conversation. And they're right. I mean, she's technically... Like, she's technically right, Charlotte is, like, technically that it's more expected of the man to make more money. But, but that's left over from when women didn't fucking work because they just look, like, took care of the children. Yeah, yeah. Like, she's right that it's more common, but she's not right that it's, like, like more acceptable. Yeah, she's definitely saying, like, it's a good thing and it's, you know, every the way the world works is good. Let's not fix anything, which isn't correct. I can't believe that Charlotte saved feminism by saying saying it didn't exist <laughs> and uh, was just like yeah no problem here we're done um excuse me i can vote so everything's fine everything is fine yep and okay and then miranda's kind of like okay this is stupid though like i just want to enjoy my success and i don't want to apologize for it which is a really good point and the her thing is she doesn't want steve to feel bad about like making less money like she's fine with the whole situation she just wants him to be happy and she wants her to be happy and that makes sense like that's how she should feel about it she she doesn't want steve to change and she doesn't want to change so mm -hmm. there isn't an issue so to speak yeah i mean there shouldn't be no but there is because yeah. there always is yeah um, there always is. Or else there's no plot. Yep, of course. Um, and the part I think that made me, like, smash my keyboard the worst was probably the next part where Charlotte, like, lowers her voice and she's like, you're trying to pretend like we live in a classless society and we don't. <laughs> and, like, okay, she's right, but also, fuck society? <laughs> she's And she's not saying it like, we need to face these realities if we're ever going to change them. She's saying... Well, it exists and it's fine, so... It's fine. Yeah, she's just fine with it. And then she uses her eyes to, like, indicate the women doing their pedicures, like, without saying it out loud. I mean, for real, you can't really be getting a pedicure. You can't be, like, four white women getting a pedicure from presumably heavily implied four Asian women. And, you know, not, like... And have a conversation about like class and economic disparity and you know not feel a bit weird about that <laughs> yeah that's just so awkward the entire time like the whole conversation i was like i just know this is coming up isn't mm. it like this is gonna be great and <sighs> but then we got like a very fast kind of uh samantha uses this as her segue to be like you know i'm dating a guy who has a servant <laughs> <laughs> she said servant <laughs> yes 
a servant. Like you could just say, you could just say like housekeeper. Like, and she's also previously dated a guy who had like a like a maid, like a housekeeper. She's done. Why did you date that old guy? He had like a yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really don't know. I don't know what the difference is between. Between like what makes someone a servant versus a housekeeper slash no, I mean a, a servant as well. Like it's eighteen hundreds, but mm. uh, so it turns out it's. Uh, did you catch this guy's name? Oh, I sure did. <laughs> it's Harvey Turkle, baby. It's none other than the one and only <gasps> Harvey Turkle. Not dissimilar to <laughs> the turtle <laughs> who she previously dated. Yes, no, very different man. Um, okay, and then okay, so Carrie's voiceover just spews a whole bunch of words that okay i can't i didn't understand it i wrote it all down but i couldn't make sense of it so she says she says the words um he's a real estate investor who had just made a killing in the market turning chelsea sweatshops into luxury co-ops for the upwardly trendy so he gentrified a neighborhood Hmm. oh that's what upwardly trendy means it means like rich hipsters okay what's a luxury co-op um like a i think it's like an apartment building like a co-op i don't know i've heard it it's like a co-op building yeah i've heard the word co-op before for like i don't know what i feel like they mentioned it in like broad city once but i'd never heard of it before so i was like i don't know what this is i think it's like more specifically a new york thing i think it is like a like kind of like an owned by the people in the apartment Mm. i don't know i don't know bitch i can't fucking afford any (laughs) i can't afford anything (laughs) yeah that's valid (laughs) mood um but this guy can afford his servant um so we meet her her name is sum she is like a thai woman that's that's her characterization that is her characterization that is her character and i loved the reason why they named her sum is just so they could make (laughs) i have to say i did laugh at that joke out of pure not because it was funny but because it was stupid because of like just how convoluted they had to go out of their way to make that joke even happen like yeah and i was like are they saying sung like the whole episode is like they're saying sung or some and then you get to that joke and i'm like oh you guys are fucking idiots uh-huh. you couldn't have just used like a name you had to make a pun yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's that it's bad um but yeah so she's uh, according to harvey she's like an amazing cook and she comes off as being very friendly at first you know and harvey's like oh i couldn't live without her she's extremely like uncomfortable though like she's all like she has like a very strong accent she's like bowing to him it's so awkward yeah, it's like extremely mm. a caricature of what you would expect like an Asian servant to be like, I guess. Quickly, and I I watched this whole episode thinking, oh, is he is he uh, what's their relationship? Is it purely platonic? Mm. I don't. I hope it is. Yeah, it's very hard to say what the hell is going on at all. This whole story is very. I don't. I don't know who came up with this, but it's it's not a great episode plot. This is. I mean, this <laughs> this is about as racially insensitive as we've got. Uh, we're gonna get worse. Wait until Samantha dates a black guy. Well, we're getting. Yeah, we're gonna get worse. Um, <laughs> that's not gonna be a fun one to do. So. Oh god. Uh, yeah. Um, and that's pretty much all we see of her for now. We'll get back to her, 
But for now, we're like, oh, she seems nice, but poorly written. Uh, So then we start to, this is where we get Carrie's, okay, I guess we haven't left the racism behind yet. Because this is the part where Carrie uh, starts to ask, uh, was New York really any different from New Delhi? (laughs) Had our class system been replaced by a caste system? Can we date outside our cast? <laughs> okay, let me unpack this. So Charlotte had said, you're trying to pretend like we're living in a classless society. So we've gotten to the part where it's like, should you date outside mm-hmm. your class? But Carrie has to take it to the next level. Carrie has to be like, should you date outside your cast? Yeah. Uh, where did this come from? Where is this coming from? I have no idea. And like, I mean, it's a, the title is the car system, but there's not, it's not even a pun, you know? It's not even the podcast system. Yeah. That wouldn't have worked. God, that was just bad. <laughs> it's <laughs> truly <laughs> offensive. Like, but they're not even, they're not even doing it to be creative. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's just like edgy. Yeah, no, for sure. They're just doing it to be edgy. Because it literally makes no sense. She could have just said, can we date outside our class? And you know what? Tolkien answered this question like 70 years ago when he wrote <laughs> Frodo and Sam. Okay, so... Shut up. I knew you were going to fucking do that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and I feel like, can you, can you... I mean, class is tangible for like America. Um, A car system? No. No, That. I mean, that's that's like deeply seared within colonialism and racism and all this all these horrible things and it's like mm, mm-hmm. i don't know my boyfriend's a bartender and i'm a lawyer so like can we date like shut the fuck up yeah i feel like there's a bit of a difference there um between class and caste but you know let's just see where carrie's going with this i guess <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, uh, okay, so Big takes her out for this, like, romantic dinner, and Carrie is very sure that this is, like, going to be where he finally says the the big the big L word, the big lesbian. Yep. Three words, eight letters, say it, and I'm yours. We're in Gossip Girl. I wish I was watching Gossip Girl. <laughs> Actually, I don't. <laughs> oh, I never watched the whole show. I only watched a little bit of it, but... Then, yeah, so it looks very romantic. It does seem like a very, like, setup where he would say it. It's like a nice, like, a candlelit patio dinner. And, you know, it's been, like, two days since she said it to him. So she's like, you know, he's had time to think about it. This is his way of finally doing his, like, special thing where he tells me. And also, Big has the (laughs) most hideous outfit on. Big is, like, okay, Big is wearing, like, a gray suit, it's like a grayish brown suit and then underneath he has like a fluorescent orange shirt on it's like the color of like those orange golf balls that you go mini golfing with like it's so ugly he is like he's always dressed like a like a dad he's like a dad but not not like a cool hot dad like a like a dad who is always at work and always misses all of your games and just like leaves you and never comes home (laughs) so my dad i'm kidding he's upstairs um (laughs) (laughs) oh no (laughs) (laughs) um Anyway, yeah, so, uh, okay, then Big is like, oh, there's been something I've been meaning to tell you since I gave you the purse, which, like, this is such a fucking bait. He knew what he was doing. Like, if we are, I mean, we um, dissect this series as if these characters are real people, which I know they're not, but, like, 
if you ever did that, you would know what you were doing. Fucking knew what he was doing. And he leans in, Carrie, she leans in. She thinks this is it. She's like smiling. This is like, okay, you know, like the part in Legally Blonde when like Elle thinks Warner's going to propose, but but then he like breaks up with her. And well, it's like that, but it's so much less dramatic. Because he literally is just like, you can take it back if you don't like it. Like the purse. So. God, I wish I was watching Legally Blonde. Oh, me too. Same. Thank you, Ariana, for making me think about Legally Blonde this week. Oh my God, it's so good. Like every time I see my name in anything, I do the, me, (laughs) bitch. It's not good. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. Uh, It is really good though. All right. Anyway, yeah, watch, I guess that's our recommendation. Instead of watching Sex and City, just watch every, uh, watch Thank You Next and then watch every film that was referenced in Thank You Next. Yeah, they're good. So, um, and then basically Carrie like receives what he said and, uh, she just like takes this long drag on her cigarette and just like, you can see her giving him this death glare and her voiceover is just like, that became the first night I wanted to tell Big, I hate you. The first night? Oh yeah, no fucking kidding. Like Jesus. But it's so, it's so dramatic. Uh, she's so pissed. <laughs> but I mean, he... Mm, yeah, I, why wouldn't you? He's such a fucking wind-up merchant. I fucking hate him. Uh, like just, just put on your big boy pants big and just fucking say it, you fucking coward. He is a coward. Uh, and then we move on to... Um charlotte yeah uh and she's met someone from the highest cast a movie star and (laughs) he's like at her gallery for some reason and so she sees him and goes to introduce herself because she's like oh i'm the director of the gallery i'm charlotte blah 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 and he's like looking at a fire hydrant on the wall yeah and I mean, this isn't a very good fire hydrant because it's painted white, which I don't... I mean, they're red for a reason. Yeah. And we also can see, like, the mic hanging over their heads through this <laughs> scene. And I'm just like, really? <laughs> like, really? <laughs> but yeah, his name is Wiley Ford. Which I love that name. It's so ridiculous. What? Well, who's called Wiley? Apart from... There is a grime artist called Wiley, but it's not him. It just makes me think um, of like, I think there's like a publisher called Wiley and it makes me think of that. So yeah, you're either a grime artist or you're a publisher. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so Wiley Ford, he, so he introduces himself and Charlotte's just like, oh, I know, because like he's famous. And he basically is just like, oh, that's a nice piece. And he's pointing at the mm. extinguisher on the wall because he thinks it's like an art piece. Uh, to be fair to him, it's in like, I mean, it's in like a, a clear casing it's painted white so it doesn't like a normal fire extinguisher but also it doesn't have any like you know attribution near it yeah and it's also kind of just like in the middle of the wall though where like i don't know it <laughs> it's not like it's off to the side somewhere it's just right there um charlotte's kind of just like oh oh that's that's just a fire extinguisher you know like just for the gallery and she's like oh you can buy it and people think it's a jeff coons i had to look up who jeff coons is because i didn't i i don't know shit about art you you don't remember my really good inflation fetish joke oh no i want to hear it though no when we were talking i think it was on lola's episode and um we were talking about how like uh charlotte has an inflation fetish and i said she commissioned jeff koontz oh (laughs) there you go you finally got it (laughs) 
<laughs> yes, okay. Yeah, because like, I do. I get it. I get it. Because I looked up his art and was like, yep. <laughs> oh, suddenly the Koontz is you. Uh, yes, yes. I've been blown up. No, we got a Lady Gaga reference, everybody. <laughs> Charlotte also says, oh, no, no, no. Like, it happens all the time. Yeah. People always mistake the fucking fire extinguisher for an art piece. It definitely doesn't. She just wants to make him feel better because he's a movie star. Yeah. So, yeah, she she tries to make him feel better. And, uh, like, basically, he's like, well, how do you feel about, like, closing up for the rest of the afternoon? Yeah. Like, um, that's a lot of business to lose, I suppose, but... But it's a famous actor guy, so we just get, like, a smash cut to them making out in the back of a limo. So I guess she did it. Yeah, and it's very generic <laughs> rock music playing. <laughs> I really hate this guy a lot. He's, like, he keeps calling her Charlene. Yeah, which I always think of Jolene. God, I wish I was listening to Charlene. Yeah. I wish we were doing anything but talking about <laughs> this yeah. this episode. Yeah, we are... I feel like we were truly restraining ourselves from going on tangents because it just it was weird and bad yeah and he's like oh this champagne's running through me i need to go take a leak driver pull over yeah this is gross he's a he's a nasty boy he's a nasty boy just peeing in the alley like some kind of degenerate (laughs) yeah he pulls over and then like charlotte goes to call carrie because he's like she's like guess what i'm doing right now I'm about to, like, have sex with Wiley Ford, and I'm in his limo right now, and he just got out to take a leak in the alley. Isn't that so cute? And then (laughs) Gary is like, no. Yeah, like, get the fuck out of there. What are you doing? Um, She's like, leave, which, I mean, even my friend was, like, gonna, if my friend was gonna sleep with a celebrity, I would be like, okay, well, do it and tell me about it, but, like, you know, don't fall in love. I'd be like, Okay, which celebrity? <laughs> but That's a good point. It depends who. Yeah, uh, uh, I don't know. We don't really know anything about this guy other than the fact that he's like a movie star, apparently. And I guess it's proof that it just depends how rich and famous you are. Because if, if literally anyone else is peeing in an alleyway, then Charlotte would not think it was cute. No, like, it just seemed like such a weird thing to come out of Charlotte's mouth. Like, isn't it cute that he, like, just whipped out his dick on the street and he's just, like, pissing on a brick wall? Like, isn't that adorable? (laughs) Isn't that cute? I'm pretty sure that is illegal in New York as well, so... Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, It's gotta be. Uh, yeah. She also says this thing I really hate, which is like, like, she basically says, like, you know, like, I threw all my rules out the window when I met him, and it's like, whatever he wants, I have to obey. Oh, yeah, we're getting some weird Fifty Shades of Grey shit. I'm not a fan. Yeah, don't like this. And, uh, yeah, so that's, like, pretty much all we see. Like, he comes back and they start making out again. Um, then we go back to Samantha and Harvey. Harvey Turkle. Harvey Turkle. Um, yeah, so she's in his bed and, like, he's getting ready for work, I guess. And he's basically just like, oh, yeah, like, stay as long as you want. And some will make you breakfast and just whatever you want. What do you want for breakfast? And, uh... So Samantha's kind of just like, I'm living the high life. Like, hell yeah, I just get to sit here and have someone make me breakfast today. Fuck yeah. This is so weird. Does, I mean, I feel like if you, unless, no, there's no really, there's no real justification here. But if you do, no, I mean, I was going to say, like, if you have a huge house, but like, if you don't have a huge house. Um, but 
like i can't imagine does she work every single day and you're like wake up at fucking 5 a.m come to my house or you have to live here and then you need to make breakfast and wait on me hand on foot like that it's horrible. Why would you do that to another human being? Yeah, I have no idea. Like, at least if you're going to have, you know, like, housekeepers or, like, an, I mean, I guess not a nanny, but, like, you know what I mean? People who work for you at your house. Like, you don't have one person do every single thing in your entire house. Like, it's... I can understand having a nanny and I can understand having, like, uh, someone who cleans. But I don't expect them to be there every single day. Yeah, no, like, they have a life. Like, it's a job. It's not like, like, it's a job where you should be working, you know, normal human hours, like, no more than 40 hours a week and stuff like that. Like, yeah, but I don't know. She's there all the time, it seems like. And, uh, yeah, basically he leaves and he, you know, when he's heading out, he talks to some and he's just like, oh, you know, give her everything she wants. Like, be good to Samantha and blah, 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 blah. The second he leaves, she runs into the room and she's like up, up, lazy bones. She she starts yelling at Samantha. She uh, her accent is kind of less thick now than it was at dinner. Yeah, I I definitely she's she's playing him, and I'm into that. She basically like throws Samantha out of bed, like she's trying to pull the sheets out. She's like got to wash the sheets, and Samantha's kind of like, oh, "Well, where will I have breakfast?" And she's like, "I've got no time to make you breakfast. I've got so much stuff to do." And <laughs> Samantha's like very taken aback because she's like screaming at her. Yeah, but why did Samantha just? I mean, it was only what thirty seconds since he left. Why not just be like, "Hey, she just threw me out of the bed, literally." <laughs> it's. This I feel like I kind of have to suspend my disbelief for this episode for Samantha's plot because it's so ridiculous, but... It's so stupid. I have to suspend my belief for pretty much all of them because they're all stupid. Yeah, they are all very, really dumb this entire... Well, okay, Miranda and Steve's is very real. <laughs> uh, but Steve is fucking stupid. <laughs> oh, Steve is stupid, but their storyline is very believable in this episode, but that's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're what we see next. And then Miranda's taking Steve shopping for a suit. He's he he's got a suit on. I don't even want to say he looks great, but Miranda says he looks great. Um I mean he looks nice. Mm-hmm. Like but I mean most men look nice in a well fitting suit. I would say everyone looks nice in a well fitting suit. Yeah, that's per- that's a good point. And like he looks better, I guess. And, uh, I don't know, basically he finds out it's an $1,800 suit and he's like, well, I better not spill anything. And, uh, and then, yeah, Miranda's like, oh, well, I invited you to this dinner, so I'll pay for the suit. And Steve is emasculated immediately. Yep. His masculinity just got, just got fucking nerfed. He's very unhappy about this. (laughs) He, yeah. Anyone would think that she got a pair of scissors and just cut his balls off right there. Like, the way he's acting is ridiculous. (laughs) I really wish she would have done that. Just, like, snip, snip. Last week we were circumc- last week we were circumcision. This week we're full on castration. We're removing the genitalia one by one, like bit by bit, <laughs> snip by snip. Not for everyone, just for Steve because we don't like him. But I mean, like I know 
I mean, I know we're both women and we're both women who date men and like, it's kind of, it is more expected for a, a man to make more money. So I don't think either of us will really look gifts horses in the mouth too much. But this, this suit probably costs his rent. Yeah, no, it's an expensive suit. Like for $1,800, like they could have easily gotten a cheaper suit for him, I think. Um, so he should either say, look, no, if you want me to buy a new suit or you want to buy me a suit or get something cheaper or just let her do it. Yeah, like it, they could easily get a cheaper suit than this. Like, like if I'm spending $1,800 on a suit, it better be like a fucking zero suit. Like <laughs> like Samus? Yeah, like Samus. Like it, like it better be. <laughs> but uh, like this is, it's a nice suit, but it doesn't even look like it's like an $1,800 suit to me. But like, I guess my gauge, my gauge for how much a suit costs is literally just, like, the scenes in Arrested Development where Job's, like... This is a $3,000 suit. <laughs> God, I can't... Spoilers, I can't wait until Will on it is here. I, yeah, I think it is this season, so get ready. Oh, my God, is he... Act- I knew he was on it, but I didn't realize he was that soon. Oh, God. Oh, I can't wait for that, but... Uh. Back in the 90s, he was in a very famous TV show. Oh, that, that took me a second <laughs> he was <laughs> what else yeah i he's just he is being ridiculous if you ask me yeah no this the the next part they go up to go pay and so they're at the register and steve's card gets declined and like miranda keeps trying to like let him mm. make him let her pay and he just like keeps refusing and then steve is like okay we'll put 800 on the card and i'll write a check for a thousand and then i'll do the rest in cash Miranda's like, okay, look, you don't have to do this. Like, it's too expensive. Just don't worry about it at all. And then Steve becomes, Steve becomes a little temper tantrum, poops his pants, Steve. And he says, just let me buy the fucking suit. Yeah, he's like a, he's a bit like a toddler here. Let me buy the suit. But like, when you're, when you're pulling out two different credit cards and like, when you're pulling out like two different cards, a check and cash. Just let it pay. Yeah. Just like this is just embarrassing when you're trying to pay with this many different things and you've got your girlfriend trying to offer it and you're just refusing. It just comes across as very like very just suck it up, buddy. Like just let her pay for it. You're being such a whiny bitch. I'm sorry, but like you are. He's being yeah, he's being ridiculous at this point and I mean, yeah, I think because it's such an expensive suit that we are just like, you know, you can get those. I mean, you can get a pretty basic suit and just get it tailored and it will cost a lot less. Yeah. Yeah. Easily. I feel like everyone in the world knows this, but yeah, I don't know. But yeah, Steve's a big old baby about it. And but that's like that's like the end of the scene. Like, I guess he buys it, but he puts it on all these different payments. And uh, then we go to a scene where big takes carrie to this cocktail party uh at the home of serena bush (laughs) i wonder if i wonder if she is related to the dead president uh claimed to be yeah to our dead president (laughs) not unfortunately not the other one we only have one dead bush not two but soon yeah true when is the other bush just gonna fucking wilt already (laughs) just (laughs) when are we gonna shave that bush 
<laughs> when uh i had a thought the other day that there's a one in 365 chance that 9-11 will in fact do bush so uh like you know it just could happen he could have a heart attack on 9-11 and that would be i mean that would be too much kismet i think everyone would freak out i think that would be like holy shit <laughs> yeah i would uh i would pretty much laugh well who was it patrick of hkip was like if that actually happens then i will refund all of your patreon money to you and you'll never have to pay to be a ten dollar patron patron ever again on hkip yeah i'm 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 not abiding by that (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's not really that much money but no (laughs) yeah do you know actually if that does happen then fair enough because that's a that's small chances I mean, they're, 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 those odds are pretty bad. But. Those odds are pretty fucking yeah. bad. Yeah, we get some female presenting nipples as well. We sure do. Serena Bush has also got her Serena nips out. So uh, she's 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 got them out. You know, I had to look her up because I was like, who is this? She looked very familiar <laughs> to me, but she's not. <laughs> I looked her up and I don't know her from fucking anything. This sounded like it was going to go somewhere, but it didn't. I really did. I thought you were going to say, oh, she was on Parks and Rec. And like, no. Yeah, I think it might be because she kind of looks like the actress who plays Esme Squalor on Series of Unfortunate Events. Oh, um, this this actress is not her, but she's like she's like normie Esme Squalor because she's like got this super nice like apartment, but she's not like dressed ridiculously uh but yeah no she is super normie though like carries something like yeah you know she i i used to know her when she was spending all of daddy's money in a drug addict <laughs> yeah because now she's spending all of her husband's money uh on her friendship with tina brown who i had to look up because i don't know anybody and tina what tina brown wrote princess diana's like biography i guess I don't know. I didn't even bother looking it up because I didn't really give a shit. I thought she was going to say Tina Turner and then I was just like, ugh. Um, so Big and Carrie arrive and Carrie's wearing this like cute but ugly dress. I was kind of in love with it. It's it's a look. Yeah, it's like, it's kind of what, like a crop top type, strapless type. Yeah, it's like, it's like five different pieces of fabric on one dress yeah so she's got like it looked like like some kind of tube top with like this weird ass dress skirt thing i had like a like a brown kind of like sarong and then it went green it was sheer it's it's a lot to explain it's a weird dress yeah it's a lot to take in just like this entire episode there's just too many things going on at once that make no sense and um yeah she also has her like bejeweled purse with her and everyone else at this party has like the same kind of purse like they've all got the same style like someone's is like a watermelon or something and someone has like a an eggplant emoji did they like a bejeweled dick purse like well i don't think it was a dick at this point it was just a vegetable uh but i would i would definitely wear that I would I would bring that out. I would bring a bejeweled eggplant emoji. I guess Carrie seeing all these purses kind of triggers in her brain this thing that's like, oh, I get it now. He bought this because he thought I would like it because he has no idea who I am and what I like. Because like all these rich people have this and does he think that that's me? Like 
it's clearly not her. I I don't not to give credit to Big, but I don't think anyone has ever really bought me like clothing or accessories that I've loved. Like I've liked it, but I've never gone. I love this. I would have definitely chosen this myself. Like that's never happened. So and and like I mean how Carrie's style changes so much that I don't think you can really put like a label on it and say you know she's not she didn't have like an aesthetic she just kind of chooses she's quirky she's eccentric um so I feel like Big maybe just sort of like oh that's fun I'll get one for Carrie yeah it does seem like kind of an expensive thing to buy off the top of your head where you're just like yeah I'm sure she'll love this but he is very rich But I don't know for sure. It's true. He is very rich. So it's like this bejeweled purse. What could it cost? Ten dollars? And. Yeah. How much does a banana cost, Michael? (laughs) Basically. And uh, they get in. And my favorite thing about her saying he had he like he had no idea who I was. Is she prefaces it by she prefaces it by being like, not only did Big not love me. Just because someone hasn't said I love you, it doesn't mean that he doesn't love you. I mean, I don't think he does, but it doesn't mean it's true. But <laughs> it's very dramatic, so I kind of liked that. Um, I love, I do love drama. I threw like a semi-fake tantrum the other day, just because I was kind of bored. Yes, <laughs> that's such a good reason. I love it. I'm here for it. I support you. Um, Honestly, I've got to say, I feel like I got to hand it to Carrie in this episode because she I feel like she's like incredibly petty for most of it and I'm here for it. Like pretty much this entire party scene, I'm very like I love what you're saying. <laughs> so, yeah, petty girls make do. Mhm. I love to be a petty mm. bitch. So, uh so okay so the caterer comes up to them and uh asks if he can get them drinks and so big orders like big orders a gin and tonic but he like orders it by calling the gin like the actual name of the brand which i was like that's annoying and pretentious but yeah it's not like you're in a bar where they have like five different types of gin right you're at a house party like just take what they have uh and and it's like a rich person's house party too so i'm sure they don't buy like nasty ass gin but uh carrie is like oh i'll have some red wine and the the caterer says sorry miss bush doesn't serve any brown food or drink <laughs> which what what um but yeah no no brown food or drink would you like something clear i, I don't understand this at all and like they both kind of give him a look like is this fucking real are you for serious yeah. And then Carrie, <laughs> Carrie goes off on this rant about, like... Carrie drags her. It's so good. Oh, yeah. It's... it's <laughs> Basically, uh, Carrie scalps Serena's bush. <laughs> <gasps> yeah. Merkin flew to China. Yeah, she rips that bush right off. And she says, Serena... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Serena thinks she's being like a quirky... Like, she thinks she's being quirky, quirky as a replacement for having a personality. And it's true. 
And she's right. Like, people people do this so much. Yeah. They're like, aren't I so weird? I uh, am an interesting person. And I'm like, you are so yeah. boring. And I don't care. Uh, like, aren't I weird? Like, look at how I dress. Like, oh, my God. Like, look, I'm, I'm dressed like a pinup from the 50s. And you're like, okay, hold a conversation with me. <laughs> I'm so tired. Yeah. Um. And then Big says something appalling, which I was like, excuse me. He says, don't be a bitch. Yeah. He, well, he's like, mm-hmm. she's like, I'm not being a bitch. I'm being myself. And he's like, well, you're being a little bit bitchy. Like, how? Fuck this dude. Yeah, fuck this. I was not pleased to hear this at all. Um, I mean, I'm not entirely surprised to hear this at all, but I'm also kind of just like, incredibly rude thing to say to your girlfriend and uh yeah basically then serena comes up to them and carrie's like trying to light her cigarette and she's like oh you can't smoke in here you have to go to the terrace so carrie's like well i guess i'm going to the terrace then because fuck this uh, well uh, i mean carrie is i really can't smoke in other people's houses <laughs> No, I know it's true. Like, especially like when no one else is smoking. Like, you get to this apartment and no one else has a cigarette in their hand. It's like maybe you read the room a little bit. But um, yeah, it, Carrie's like, what? Like, it's the '90s. I can do anything. I can smoke in an apartment. And she, uh, so she goes out to the terrace and that's like pretty much all we see for now yeah and she's like not only have i i've been cast out you're, just, you're not allowed to smoke in other people's houses if they don't want you to i mean she is she's dramatic to the nth degree <laughs> i do love the drama of it all like i am very i do think it's very funny and i really don't like this bush lady so i'm kind of like smoke in this rich person's apartment because i hate her wealth <laughs> but <laughs> i don't no i don't like her she's too rich and she's wearing like a like a thick dress but she still has nipples poking out so how's that happening it's because she's getting off on telling carrie to go smoke outside and just you can just tell because her nipples are so hard because she's just like so she's just getting so off on it yeah <laughs> she's clearly spending the entire night just being like incredibly like she for some reason it seems like she just doesn't like carrie for absolutely no reason no she's like edging on hate mm-hmm. yeah very much so so close to the edge <laughs> i'm on the edge <laughs> uh that's this podcast um <laughs> Look, on this podcast, we we don't recommend edging. We recommend just just going all the way and blowing your load. So just come. Just like Nike says on their ad, just come. <laughs> <laughs> then we go back to Charlotte. So she's still with Wiley. And he's like at they're they're at a restaurant. And they're smoking marijuana in this restaurant. Mm, yeah, they shark. <laughs> Love that Charlotte sure does call it that. <laughs> She's like, I didn't know marijuana. You didn't know you could smoke marijuana in a restaurant. She really she really does like put the emphasis on it. I love it. 
she sure goes for it. And, uh, but I hate his response because, like, he just laughs. And then, like, so he tries to pass the joint to her. And she's like, look, no, I don't smoke pot. That Thanks, though. And then he basically just leans over and kisses her with his mouth full of smoke and just, like, blows it into her mouth. What's this called? Is it? Is this? Okay, wait. I, I always, is this called snowballing or is that just when it's come? <gasps> <laughs> that, that's when it's come. What's it called when it's smoke? I don't know, but I don't, I can't even think because now I'm just thinking of, oh, snowballing. <laughs> I thought they called the same name, but I would, didn't want to call it that in case it was only the cum thing. <laughs> like, all right, let me see. Shotgun? Yeah, shotgun kiss. Oh, yeah. I think, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So it's not snowballing. Okay. <laughs> Gonna put that in my brain vault and remember it for later. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you don't want to be, like, at a party and you say to your boyfriend, hey, want a snowball? <laughs> yeah. Hmm. I'm going to avoid that. Um, but, yeah, he does. He, and, like, she's with his entourage and she's wearing, like, a leather, like, bandeau kind of corset top. And because she's edgy now, this edgy Charlotte. Mm-hmm. And he's still calling her Charlene. Well, dark Charlotte is Charlene, basically. <laughs> This is this is her Sasha Fierce. Oh, it totally is. I, you know what? I would be more here for it if she owned it, but she's very much just like you can tell it's not her. Not at all. Mm-hmm. She's she's being a poser, a poser edgy girl. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it for now. You can tell that she is kind of just like she's trying to have fun, but she, you know, this isn't really her scene but yeah and we we kind of like swap back and forth through the four girls for this like last act i suppose yeah we really do it's kind of like a lot going on at once so uh then we go back to samantha so she's having dinner at harvey's she basically tries to tell him that you know like someone's kind of rude to me like she she pretty much threw me out of bed yeah and he's like oh you know her english isn't very good like don't you know don't take it personally whatever yeah which okay and yeah then some like comes back with their food and then she has like a thicker accent again and she she's just like asking if they want more asparagus and this is where we get the really incredibly the joke so we get carrie's voiceover and uh she says that was when samantha realized she wasn't so dim that some yeah that's where i laughed i was like what because i mean it's a shitty joke but i was more astounded like just just them naming an entire character over a pun is dim sum even thai no it's chinese (laughs) okay i didn't think so well asian's just a continent where everyone's the same yeah that's just lazy (laughs) like it's really, it's really fucking like, like they couldn't think of like a Thai food. Mm, even if they did, it probably wouldn't have even been any. Like it would have been like marginally better, but still like really, eh, I don't know. So yeah, then we go back to Carrie and she's smoking outside uh, on this terrace, and then her friend comes over and he's called Jeremiah and he's pretty cute. Yeah, he he's definitely cuter than Big is. He's, yeah, so he's one of the caterers, but, you know, Carrie says he's better known as, like, a, uh, 
what did she say he's known as? Like a, a performance artist. It says downtown. Yeah, downtown he's a performance artist. And then uptown he's, hey you. Uh, and yeah, he seems like kind of cute. He comes out and this is while she's pondering that, you know, relationships really do have their own caste system. There's the person who says I love you. And then there's the person who never responds. She's yeah. being so bitter. Remember back when there was the caste system and people would say, I love you, and then the worst thing that happened was that the other person didn't say it back? <laughs> it's like it's like those fucking uh, emails, like those chain emails, like, uh, you know, the, the heart transplant boyfriend. She believed he lied. Uh, it's, 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 Carrie, just stop. <laughs> stop with the metaphor. It's bad. Yeah. Um, and Jeremiah's like, Oh hey, you want to see my tattoo? Um, which is where is it? Like it's on his snail trail. It is on his snail trail. Yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Carrie sort of says like they've they're friends, but they've kind of maintained like a healthy flirtationship for the past few years. Yeah, and. They're clearly kind of flirting because, like, when he asks her who he's, who she's here with, she's like, oh, some guy. <laughs> some guy. So not my boyfriend of, like, a year that I'm in love with. Just some guy. Yeah. Um, but she, like, goes to see his tattoo and she's, like, bending over. And she's like, oh, yeah, it goes pretty far. Because, yeah, he has to... He has to, like, unbuckle his pants to show her the whole thing. So, and then they get interrupted by Serena, who's at the door, and kind of is just, like like <clears throat> and interrupts them uh and it looks kind of bad because like you can see it like right from behind carrie where she's like bending over at his crotch i guess while his pants are undone i'm uh, yeah you can tell it's not anything more than just her looking at his tattoo though like, it seems pretty clear that it's not anything like gross i mean not to get crude but if you're sucking a dick like you're not gonna be crouched down yeah no true she's not in ideal dick sucking position <laughs> like oh and like when she pulls away pretty quickly and you can see that like his dick is in his pants yeah it's not even out dick is not even out what the fuck is she dick ain't out not a problem here yeah how <laughs> in what world can you suck a dick that's not out telepathically sucking dick like telekinetically why would anyone do that i mean you would then you wouldn't have to take out your ribs <laughs> you could just do it telepathically could you imagine if you could like telepathically suck your own dick i i mean that must be what jedis do telepathic autoflatio yeah you think yoda ain't sucking his own dick that's how obi-wan made it so long without nutting well no he still nutted but he didn't but... like nut with another person i mean you know you see like 2001 ewan mcgregor and you're gonna flop even if you are 2001 ewan mcgregor <laughs> like <laughs> you're telling i know listen i've seen that man i know he'd fuck himself if there was a clone the clone wars that is that should just be the plot of one of the next, like, installments that just is, like, not one of the main series movies, like Rogue One, except for it's, like, Obi-Wan just in a cave sucking his own dick. <laughs> They've been talking about an Obi-Wan spinoff for so long. If it was just him sucking his own dick for an hour and 40 minutes, I would go see that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
mean, I'm not gonna. I would see it. I would pay oh for that. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess so. <laughs> basically, the the reason we've been talking about blowjobs and dick sucking. Well, blowjobs are dick sucking, but uh, the reason we've been talking about it. I mean, more than usual. <laughs> Yeah, it's because Serena goes back in and we see her talking to Big and then we see Big kind of turn around and look confused and then he goes up to Carrie and is like, uh, so, like, were you really giving that caterer a blowjob? And he does, he's obviously joking because (laughs) he clearly knows she's not just, like, immediately going to suck a dude's dick. Yeah, like... (laughs) Say what you want about Carrie. She's not about to just, like, just run off and suck some guy's dick while she's at a party with her boyfriend, but... (laughs) On a terrace where everyone can see them. Yeah, no shit. And, but then Carrie doesn't even respond with no. She's just like, he's not a caterer. He is a well-known performance artist. (laughs) As if that makes it any... I mean, as if that makes it any better. Like, no, I wasn't sucking... He's just a caterer slash well-known performance artist. But yes, I was sucking his dick, if you want to know. Because, yeah, Big's like, well, that didn't answer my question. And Carrie's like, but that's because your question was offensive. (laughs) Which, (laughs) I really liked that. (laughs) I thought that was funny. I guess, I mean, it's pretty offensive, but... It is kind of rude to just be like, that caterer, like, like, I don't know. It's not like he was like, whoa, were you, were you, like, sucking that lowlife's dick? (laughs) Like, that's not the part he was accusing you of. He was accusing you of, like, doing it, period. (laughs) It's, it's the verbiage, not the noun you need to pay attention to. Yes, exactly. Well, because he says you're embarrassing me. Oh, and then she's like, oh, I'm having fun. If you want to leave, you can go. (laughs) She looks like she's having so much fun. She's scowling throughout this entire episode. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, she's not happy. But yeah, that's like the end of the scene. She storms off and... Yeah, and then Steve. So... Ugh, Steve. Ugh. He uh, knocks at Miranda's apartment door and she's like, oh, hi, Steve. What's up? Because she's ready to go to this dinner. She's all, you know, gussied up. She's got her pearls on and he's just wearing like a shirt Mm -hmm. and jeans. Yeah, he is clearly like not dressed to go out or anything. And yeah, she's like, okay, well, what's the deal? Uh... And then basically this is Miranda or Steve being like, look, I returned the suit. I couldn't afford it. And Miranda's like, I will, I offered to pay for it. And Steve's basically just like, well, look, you need a guy who's on your level. And he basically says that he felt like shit when he was in the store. Like he didn't feel good about himself at all. And so Miranda is super upset about it. Like she's, she looks like she's like fighting back tears, basically just being like, you're breaking up with me over a suit. She is. And they say the saddest thing is not seeing someone cry. It's seeing someone try and hold them back. <sighs> That's true. I'm, this makes me think of when I... <laughs> I remember being like a teenager and one of my best friends was like a huge big time Harry Hermione shipper. And like, I I also supported the Harry Hermione um, but, um, she, her big thing was basically like, a man who really loves you should never make you cry. And Ron made Hermione cry so many times. And so this just makes me think of that. Shouldn't make you cry intentionally, but 
I mean, some people do just cry a lot. Yeah, there's a difference between you crying because, like, your boyfriend was mean to you and crying maybe because, like, you had a discussion with your boyfriend and stuff like that. Like, there's a difference, but he should never make you cry because he's being, like, mean to you or something. (laughs) No, that is very, that's very, like, 12-year-old, like, your boyfriend should never make you cry. Like, uh, idealistically, (laughs) but not realistically. Yeah. Uh, yeah, in a realistic world, I would never cry ever, but this isn't, uh, this is the real world, and uh, I cry all the fucking time, so. Um, but yes. Mm-hmm. It's really, and he's saying, you, yeah, you deserve someone better, and she's like, are you breaking up with me? And he is. Yeah, he's entirely breaking up with her for this, and Miranda literally says to him, so I'm punished for being successful. And he's like, oh, I didn't mean it like that. But that is what's happening, so... Yeah, it's entirely what's happening. Like, grow the fuck up, buddy. And then Miranda, like, slams the door in his face and she goes to the party alone. (laughs) It's it's really sad. And it's just so... She is being punished for being successful because he can't take that she is richer than him. And it's not fair on either of them at the end of the day. It's really unfortunate. I I really this is such an ugly quality about Steve. Like I don't know. I can understand being like a little bit like feeling bad because you don't want someone to pay for everything when you feel like you're not contributing or something like that. Like I always feel kind of uncomfortable if someone mm. buys a lot of things for me and I'm kind of like, "Oh, like what did I do to deserve all these nice things?" But like this is next level. It's not like, "Oh, I feel a little bit uncomfortable about it." It's like he feels like shit about himself because she's more successful. And yeah. And there was like they didn't have a conversation even about this. That they could have done the grown-up thing and he could have said, "Look, I don't want you either, you know, you need to accept what I can and can't afford." Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. But he he didn't even give her the opportunity to do that, which is shit. Uh, in my opinion and i'm i know i'm not like you i just like being bought stuff (laughs) (laughs) valid what else that's pretty much it and it's it's really horrible yeah that's like the entire story from miranda this week she goes to the party and then she wonders what was really wrong with corduroy in the first place and fucking nothing this is her punishment (laughs) for thinking corduroy is bad is (laughs) is it a punishment or is it moving on to a better place I think it's kind of like a gift in disguise. Like, it seems bad, but it's actually good. If if God can lead you to it, then God can get you through it, and you need a better boyfriend. Wow. That's powerful. Is that from the Bible? No. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it was in Vogue. I was joking, but... (laughs) That's my favorite chapter of the bible i don't know what the chapters are called <laughs> like what's it called when it's like mark <laughs> book i think gospel i don't know I've never read. i'm like i am i am sitting next to a couple of bibles but i haven't read that <laughs> <laughs> well you've probably read more than me but um I, I doubt that but this ain't bible girls might do that's true gotta go somewhere else for that uh <laughs> So, okay, then we go back to Charlotte and Wiley, and I think this is their last scene of the episode. Yeah, yeah. So he, so Charlotte, so, all right, so Carrie's voiceover is that Charlotte has gone from girlfriend to groupie because she's, like, bringing over everyone's drinks for them. Um, 
and she sits next to Wiley and <laughs> he this made me scream. This was so gross. Just say it. Okay, I'll just quote it. I'll just quote it. I'll just say it. I'll just say it. So he says, hey, how about you go to the ladies' room, stick your finger in your pussy, come out and let me smell it. And, like, the the friends who are sitting at the table can, like, hear him say this, too, because, like, the guy sitting next to Charlotte kind of just, like, looks over at Charlotte as she's about to respond to it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> what, what are you going to say to that? No. Yeah, Charlotte's kind of just like, I can't do that. <laughs> and she just straight up leaves. She's like, no. That is the weirdest thing. Anyone who's like requested to do is so gross. It's very gross. Really didn't like that. But I'm happy that Charlotte just left. Uh, and Charlotte's like very real reaction of no. I'm not just like as flat. No, I really appreciate it. Yeah, I think my favorite part is just that it it's so over-the-top ridiculous that it's like her response isn't even just like, you're disgusting, I hate you. It's like she's still smiling the whole time, just like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> like, she's like, just so bewildered. Like, that's a weird thing to ask someone, no. Yeah. Uh, I don't even understand how that's not like an either. episode plot, but but that's the finish of it so um yeah then okay then we go back to carrie so she's left the party with jeremiah and they're walking down the street like singing yeah they're singing jeremiah was a bullfrog i don't know why i'm singing so much this episode i really cannot sing uh (laughs) same (laughs) um and then jeremiah kisses her and like she's like kissing him back yeah, she. I mean, she kind of kisses him back. She kind of pulls him off. It's a bit ambiguous. Yeah, it's very. It's not like a very long kiss, but it's not like a peck either. But then Carrie's voiceover is just like, "That's the last thing I could remember that night." Yeah, that's bad. I don't like that. But uh, then we go back to Samantha. So this is the this is the the part where uh, Samantha gets thrown out of bed. So Samantha's like in Harvey's bed, and then some comes to take the sheets away and like harvey's in the shower during all this and samantha says no tries to pull the covers back and then some just like falls over (laughs) trying to pull the sheets how hard is she putting in this sheet it's kind of ridiculous i have no idea then like when she falls over she cries out and harvey like immediately bursts out of the shower and is just like what's wrong what happened um some just like accuses samantha of hitting her (laughs) just wild and like before like because she storms in with the like screaming at samantha she's like you're a nasty filthy cock-sucking whore and samantha's just like uh what oh because he used me (laughs) yeah uh because it's so full-on like why would you like she storms in saying that it's so much so much um and then Harvey Harvey Turkle is like, I think you should leave. What the, who hits someone, you know? Yeah, like Samantha's like, let me explain. And he's like, there's nothing to explain. Like, clearly there is only one thing that could have happened. And uh and that's the end of <laughs> the story. It's, it, this was so, a weird story yeah. for anyone to go on, but I didn't love it. Yeah, it's bizarre. Uh, Okay, so that's the end of Samantha, and then we finish off Carrie. So Carrie wakes up the next morning, 
and she gets a call from Big. Like, she looks pretty hungover. She's just like, uh, because, I mean, she was blackout drunk. Yeah, and, like, uh, Jeremiah's in bed with her, but they're both fully clothed. Yes, so he's lying there, and so, okay, so she picks up the phone, and Big's like, look, I know what you're really pissed off about, and it's just something I have to do on my own time, and then he says, I fucking love you, all right? Like, you know I love you. I know, he's like, I can't fucking believe I have to tell you that I love you, but I guess I'll have to because, like, you just are so mad that I haven't said it yet. Ugh, why is my girlfriend mad that I'm not communicating with her? Oh, my God. And the thing that pisses me off so much is that Big basically says, look, when I've said I love you to people before, it's always gotten me into trouble. And I'm like, what does that mean he's gotten you into trouble? Like, what does that... It means he's been in so many... Well, because he said that thing about the key. Like, I've given, like, five keys out, like... I think he's just in loads of relationships. I just, uh, it it's baffling to me, and he's just a fucking baby, and he needs to put his big boy, big, Mr. Big, big boy pants on. You're right. Um, then Jeremiah, Jeremiah, like, sits up, and Carrie just, like, puts her hand over his mouth, because he, like, starts to talk, and she's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, and basically, Carrie's just, like, I don't know, like, Big asks if they're good, Carrie says, yeah, she loves him too, and, like, they'll talk later. Yeah. Carrie, so, she, like, turns to Jeremiah, and she's like, we didn't, right? And... He's like, no, no, I don't think so. Yeah. Oh, God, no, you're disgusting. Yeah, he's like, oh, God, no. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, I'm guessing, like, he probably knows if he was that drunk. There's no way that was happening. Like, that's just how it is. And and they're all both fully clothed. Like, uh, it seems weird. Um, He's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure we didn't. And then Carrie says something wild. She's like, I never told Big. Yeah, she <laughs> really thought this was just wild because she's like, I never told Big because she figures what happens before I love you doesn't count. Um, no, that uh, no, it, it, no. What? You you kissed another guy. Like, yeah, you were drunk, but you still kissed another guy, yeah. and uh, that's not good. Yeah, and like, even if they didn't actually fuck, like. If they did anything else, too, even if they had just spent the entire night, like, making out in her bed, like, that's still incredibly, like, they're in a monogamous relationship, like, regardless of if they've said, I love you. Because if he did the same thing to her, she wouldn't be happy. Oh, no, she'd be pissed. And, like, she would have every reason to be pissed. But, like, yeah, it, it makes absolutely no sense, but... No, not at all. Oh, God. It's so, I, I never told Big, but I did write about it in my column. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, she probably fucking did. And Big reads her column sometimes, too. So, like, he's like, yeah, maybe you should have had a conversation with me before you publish this. I just, I like to imagine the editor of <sighs> the New York Post or whatever, just chain smoking, like, in their office, like, Carrie where's the fucking article where's the fucking column and she's like oh i'd write it about uh car systems i'm like we can't publish this (laughs) probably though (laughs) i mean yeah (laughs) just like shaking like drinking at work like carrie it's J. and jameson (laughs) fucking god well i mean like the like yeah i mean she publishes ridiculous shit all the time but like i feel like it's not usually just like straight up racist but no i i 
I mean, I really hope it is J. Jonah Jameson. And this takes place in the same universe as Spider-Man, but it's never mentioned. <laughs> that would be so good. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. This is so stupid. Um, I guess we should get into rankings, though, because that's the end. Yeah. Okay, let's rank. Okay, so... So Carrie is at the fucking bottom. Honestly, I feel like she's above Charlotte for me this week. I... They are joint fucking bottom feeders. Yeah. Uh, okay. So okay. So for me, Charlotte's at the bottom because of all that shit she pulled during the pedicure scene with like the you're trying to pretend classes don't exist, but lots of people are beneath me, and <laughs> I went to spin. Literally, they're beneath me right now because I'm getting my feet done. Um, and, yeah, Charlotte just said some really fucking appalling stuff this episode that I just thought was just really stupid. I was like, Charlotte, fuck off. Um, and then Carrie, yeah, Carrie's second last. I did really enjoy her petty bullshit, but then as soon as it became, like, into the cheating territory, I was like, no, 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 no. Yeah. This is bad, and I hate it. So, yeah, so she's my second bottom. And then Samantha, like, I thought her plot was stupid, so I was like, I don't know. I don't, I can't put her first because the plot was just, like, it's not like Samantha was bad in the plot, but I just didn't enjoy the story in general, so. No, and she did seem like, I don't know, I didn't understand it, and she did seem very cool with dating a guy who has a very weird relationship with his staff. Yeah, I didn't like that. And then Miranda would be the top because she's a successful woman and she just wants to buy her boyfriend a suit, but he's a whiny little baby shit-eating piece of shit. So, uh, yeah. God, I can't believe they didn't make a a pun about staff. Oh, God. Yeah, fuck. Well, I guess they just didn't think about it, but... Um, They didn't think about much. (laughs) And everything they did think about, they overthought. Yeah... There was no no thought that went into this at all. But uh, what are your rankings? I mean, I would say pretty similar, but I do. I think Carrie and Charlotte are on more or less the same level for me. And then it's Samantha, and then I would say that mm-hmm. Miranda is a couple of rungs above that. She she was by far the most um, uh, normal yeah. person this episode. It was like the only plot that was relatable it was the only plot that i was like yeah this happens in real life the other ones i was like what what is happening like carrie is up until a point i did appreciate that carrie had a lot of points this episode where she was like at this party and she was like wow i fucking hate being around all these rich people they're all assholes and i don't like this at all but i'm also like you're dating one honey like (laughs) yeah yeah you can just not date him or not yeah she's complicit at the end of the day. Yeah. At first, she kind of came across like Comrade Carrie. And then by the end of it, I was like, you're bougie adjacent. So. Bougie Bradshaw. Yeah. Yep. That's her name. Wow. Don't be a bougie Bradshaw. Be a Comrade Carrie. Those are the words you should live by. That's basically our podcast in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is the only yep. communist dissection of Sex and the City. Mm-hmm. It's like the CCCP. In the USSR, it stands for Carrie, Charlotte, Chamantha, and Raranda. (laughs) (laughs) 
uh, or Paranda? I guess it's a P. Yeah. I don't know. It's a, it's a P, but it's for Russia, right? Because, like, I think they've got, like, the P that's, like, an R, so... Yeah. Well, where does Samantha fit in? She's just not in it. She was... She was Chamantha <laughs> for the third C. Chamantha, yes. <laughs> or Kamantha. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> those are our rankings. I guess we can do questions. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. So uh, if you want to send us questions, send them to citygirlsmakedo.tumblr.com slash ask. Uh, Tumblr does seem to be like a slightly dying medium at the moment. We'll just see. We'll see where it goes in the forthcoming weeks. Uh, but yeah, so our first question is from Anonymous, and they say Broad City is the millennial answer to city to Sex in the City. Discuss. No. Uh, yeah. There's some things in common, like they're both kind of like a love letter to New York. They're both like, look at these modern girls doing things real women do, and not just like, I, I don't know. But then at the same time, uh, I don't know, they both do kind of pretend to be like fake woke, where they're not actually, <laughs> they're like, wouldn't it be great to have Hillary Clinton on our show? Like, I feel like, uh, yeah, I feel like Carrie loves Hillary Clinton. Uh, Carrie loves Hillary Clinton, but does not vote. Yeah. This is oh, a woman 100%. who does not vote. She was doing something, oh, I forgot. Like, how do you forget? get the election um uh, yeah i feel like i feel like we i've i've decided that girls is the millennial um sex and city yeah i think that's a more accurate representation just because it's like there's more girls in it like it's it's like more of like a group of like four girls i guess so it's like more four and it's kind of i think where sex and city leans more on the comedy side girls kind of leans more on the drama and by that, I mean girls is not funny at all. Yeah. And Broad City is, like, more on the comedy end. So it's, like, like Sex in the City... Like, Sex in the City doesn't go as off the wall as Broad City does. No. And there are, there are like, serious moments of Sex and the City. And I don't think there are serious moments of Broad City. Well, I was sad when... Oh, fuck. I feel like I can't be sad about something if I don't even remember the character's name. I was sad when Hannibal broke up with uh, Alana. That's that's <laughs> true. That, that's sad. But that was it. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't remember his character's name, so I can't be that sad about it. Uh, I will say that I think Brody is a lot more diverse than Sex and City ever was. Like, girls just have, like, Jewish characters, and they're not super waspy. But, like, Lena Dunham is a wasp and a half. Yeah. Yeah, true. So, yeah, I think that's a better answer to it than Broad City. So you're wrong. Don't contact us ever again. Fuck off. Don't listen to the show. Anonymous. More like Anana wrong. So, deleting your ask. (laughs) Thank you, Anon. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. for thank you for conversing with us we thank you for conversating with us we love ev- all of our listeners every do we do no. we love every single one of them i don't know I, we love most of our listeners but no let's like let's just hold like a little pile just in case one of you fucks up yeah i don't want to be caught like on the line saying we love all of our listeners and then one of our listeners turns out to be like a murderer or like fucking like a woody allen apologist or something like i don't <laughs> <laughs> the 
you're just going to say Woody Allen. If Woody Allen <laughs> listened to this, I'd be like, I think we'd have to play it up. We'd have to be like, oh, wow, yeah, we love you. Can we, like, meet you? And then, then we'd have to kill him. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. <laughs> Not a threat, just a fact. Um, all right, so next question is from Tumblr user Pierre yeah. the Disaster, a friend of the show, who says, okay, so this is a long one. So, okay, I'll, let's, just, let's just go through it. So... Do you know whether the whole Big Carrie storyline comes from the Sex and the City original book or the other girl's fixed love interest, for that matter? Because I remember that that was what happened with Orange is the New Black, where the bad characterization came from the book and the interesting parts were original to the show. That would at least be an excuse for the show not being allowed to shake off Big when noticing he's a really shitty part of the story or Steve having to come back later like he apparently does. Um, I was going to research this and then I didn't. Because <laughs> I, I was like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll have a little quick look. Um, okay, but I think even if we don't know whether or not he's from the books, I will say I disagree that they would use that as an excuse because the show actively wants you to root for Carrie and Big. Yeah, there are a lot of fans of the show who they're like Big and Carrie OTP. Yeah, it's so weird. Like you will see fans because I. I was looking at Sex and City Reddit, and they were like, "Oh my god, I love Big and Carrie. They're per- like they're perfect. They're not. I mean, they're perfect for each other because they both suck ass. But yeah, and it's like, was it Summer who said that when she listened to the show, she thought Big was like an antagonist because of how much we hated him until she watched the show and realized that they no, you're meant to like him. Yeah, no, you're supposed to like him. You're supposed to root for him. Like if you weren't supposed to root for him, like. I feel like they would have dropped him a long time ago. They knew right from the beginning that they wanted him to be, like, her big, like, no pun intended, uh, love interest. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They they could have dropped him after season one because they broke up. So they could just been dropped. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, I feel like part of it is part of the show trying to be like, well, you know, like, this is an example of the guy everyone knows who was never able to love anybody. And then, you know, he has to get over it over the course of like five seasons and realize that he really does love Carrie and maybe he should make sacrifices for her. And isn't that so romantic? And it's like, no, you're like 50. Fuck off. Like... <laughs> He's definitely and he's definitely portrayed as like the dream bachelor of he's rich and he's handsome and he's sophisticated. Mm-hmm. He's like charming, yeah, but he's a piece of shit. Like he's a piece of shit. Yeah, like if you're in your 20s and you're having these issues where you know you're afraid of commitment or not able to settle down, it's hard to say I love you. Stuff like that. I feel like that's more normal cuz like this might be the first time you're kind of ever yeah. being in a relationship or it might be like this kind of feels like that's the part of your life where you're starting to get older and realize, "Oh my god, I might actually be settling down instead of just being like a young person anymore." But like Big is in his mid 40s. There's no reason for him to be this childish about. No. And he's been married before. He's clearly been in several, he's been in plenty of relationships. And I think they've all failed because of him. Yeah, exactly. Like he, he's just like a person who shouldn't even be tried to be fixed. Like he's just a mess. And Carrie thinks he's like this project that she can be like, oh, well, maybe maybe he will change entirely as a person and be exactly what I want him to be. And I'm like, he 
no, that's, just find someone else who's better. That's never going to happen for anyone. Um, and I think no. I think it was in the books because, uh, well, but they changed a lot. Like I think Samantha, Charlotte, and Miranda's names were all like they all kind of swapped those around, like for some reason. And yeah, but no, I'm pretty sure Big was in the book because do you remember when I shared that article that was like the real Mister Big who. Um, like the real person that Candace Bushnell uh, yeah. based the character on. Yeah, true. So he probably is from the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll probably link that on the Tumblr, but he was just like yeah. a, um, he's just a, I think he was like a publisher or something. Yeah, he was a rich dude. I don't know about Steve though. I feel like Steve is just kind of the guy who, I don't know, I think they just wanted to give Miranda someone, like Steve is also supposed to be a likable character. Yeah, yeah, because they keep bringing him back. Yeah, and, like, the thing is, obviously there's things like this episode where we're meant to think he has faults, but it's supposed to be, like, he has faults, but, like, at the end of the day, isn't he pretty great? And it's like, no? Especially not for Miranda. (laughs) But, like, I'm trying to think of any of their love interests that I actually think are suitable for them in, like... Harry, I love Harry. Is probably the best one. He's like the only one who's probably actually good for the person that he's with. But that's about it. Aiden, I guess, but he doesn't count because Carrie's an idiot. So I love Aiden too, yeah. but no. Okay, I think sadly that's it. Yeah. I think that's pretty much all we can really say about this. But uh, thank you for the question, and. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much the end of our episode now. So, uh, yeah, you can find us at the usual places. I'm on Twitter as Age of, o- Age of Oddish, and I'm on Tumblr at Winful Island. Um, and I'm on Tumblr at Dork Phoenix, but I'll probably have to start plugging other stuff soon. So Yeah, we might have to do that. Uh, rest oh. in fucking pieces, Tumblr. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be on it until it fucking ends completely but at the rate it's at right now tumblr is absolutely <laughs> shitting yeah, the bed on this so uh mm-hmm. but uh yes see you guys next week and i can't think of anything funny <laughs> bye bye <laughs>